Uh, it's a blessing, and I always celebrate those who come in and sit to hear the word of God. So last week, um, we touched on the king on display. That was, I think, one of the best messages I've ever preached. Uh, the king on display. You know, you, when God looks at you, he is looking at himself. You are the, his choicest possession that he has put on this world, on this earth, so that through you the glory, his glory may be made manifest. Uh, through you, his glory may be made manifest. Um, we will be going back and forth as we go. So today we are continuing, and I'm happy that the guys played the theme song. You know, when I was preparing, when I started the journey on the book of Esther, the only song or theme or statement that stood out for me throughout the book was that God is a way maker. That's, that's, that's him. He's, he's a way maker. And if you go through the book of Esther, that's exactly what you see. God making a way for his people. Uh, so today we are on verse number seven, the generosity of the king. The generosity of the king. The generosity of the king. Like always, it blessed me when I was preparing it. And I trust that it will be a blessing to you as, you as you hear it. And they served drinks in golden vessels, each vessel being different from the other, with royal wine in abundance according to the generosity of the king. They served drinks in golden vessels, each vessel being different from the other. We touched briefly on this last week, but we'll touch on it as we go uh, because that statement there, they save drinks in golden vessels, each vessel being different from the other. You're going to see it as we, as we progress uh, in the book. With royal wine in abundance, royal wine, not wine, royal wine in abundance, according to the generosity of the king. Esther chapter 2 verse 18. It says, And the king made a great feast, the feast of Esther, for all his officials and servants, and he proclaimed a holiday in the provinces and gave gifts according to the generosity of of a king. So this is the statement that you're seeing according to the generosity of the king. So in trying to find out what generosity means, you know, from our English language, some of the words that I got there was lavished, magnanim magnanimity, something like that, open-handedness, free-handedness, bounty, and selfishness. All these words, you can replace generosity with all these words that I've just mentioned here. And the word generous, as we know it in English, uh, is derived from a Latin word 
generosus, or well, it's Latin, so I'm not Latin, which means of noble birth. Of noble birth. Of noble birth. So I, 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 you know, I just kept on meditating because it was really a struggle to find one word that best explains generosity in the Hebrew and in the Greek. Because what you find in the Hebrew and in the Greek, uh, you, you find generosity is quite a broad word. And in it, you find words like kindness, gentleness, um, that's what you find. Other versions, they actually say Galatians chapter number 5, verse 21, that talks about the fruit of the Spirit, where it is written gentleness, it's actually generosity, is a fruit of the Spirit. So the fruit of the Spirit is love, generosity, right? Is a product, a, a fruit of the Spirit, and I kept on, you know, looking and, and, and checking. Now, if you read from the King James Version, this very, this very verse, you don't find the word generosity, right? You Give me King James, please, uh, the same verse. I want it from the King James Version. It talks about the hand of the king, the hand of the king. Remember that first definition from the English? free-handedness, right? Open-handedness. So by saying the hand of the king, uh, according, this one says according to the state of the king, others, the others say according to the hand of the king, the hand of the king. So it is the hand that, is, that we use to give, right? It is the hand that we use in, if we are to be generous, if we are to show um, compassion if we are to, to provide for those in need we open our hand we stretch our hand so according to the generosity of the king now looking at it myself I then, I then concluded and, and came up with my own sort of definition of generosity because I realized as I was, I was going through that it goes beyond the giving of the gift. Generosity goes beyond the giving of the gift. But it has everything to do with the singleness of heart in the giving of the gift. So it, 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 it has everything to do with the heart that gives, not the gift that is given. So not everybody who gives is generous. Not everyone who provides and meets a need is generous. Because a whole lot of people who give, they give themselves, not the people they are giving. Remember, I always say, if you give in order for you to receive, it's a principle, it's true, it works. If you give, you receive. But if the receiving is the motive of your giving, then there is no generosity in your giving. 
Yes, you are giving, but you are not generous in your giving. All right? So it is a willingness to share. It goes beyond the gift. All right? It goes beyond the gift that is given to the state of the heart of the giver. All right. You, you're with me, right? Now, let's look at uh, where is my verse? Yes, I got it. The devil almost became a liar. <laughs> well, he is a liar. <laughs> First Kings chapter number 10, verse 13. You're going to enjoy this. 1 Kings chapter 10, verse 13. Now King Solomon gave the queen of Sheba all she desired, whatever she asked, besides what Solomon had given her according to the royal generosity. So she turned and went to her own country she and her servants. Are you seeing this? Now, if you read from verse 1, the queen of Sheba, maybe we should do a quick read, eh? Uh, First Kings, from verse, chapter 10, from verse 1. First Kings, chapter 10, verse 1. Because there are important things that I want us to just take note of there. When the queen of Sheba heard about the fame Wrong version. Right. Right version. Now when the queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon concerning the name of the Lord. Did you get something there that we did last week? Heard of the fame of Solomon concerning the name of the Lord. So whatever that Solomon was doing, it was a display of the glory of the Lord. She came to Jerusalem with a very great company, with camels that bore spices, very much gold and precious stones. And when she came to Solomon, she spoke with him about all that was in her heart. So Solomon answered all her questions. There was nothing so difficult for the king that he could not explain to her. And when the queen of Sheba had seen all the wisdom of Solomon, the house that he had built, the king on display, and the food on his table, the sitting of his servants, the service of his waiters, and their apparel, his cupbearers, and his entryway by which he went up to the house of the Lord, there was no more spirit in her. Then she said to the king, It was a true report which I heard in my own land about your words and your wisdom. Now she got a report, but the report was not in, her, in any way connected to anything tangible in her mind. Okay? It was connected to things that were tangible 
to those who presented the report. But according to her, she only had the report. But the report did not have evidence. Concrete evidence. Okay? Then she said, it was a true report which I heard in my own land about your words and your wisdom. However, I did not believe the words until I came and saw with my own eyes. And indeed, the half was not told me. Your wisdom and prosperity exceed the fame of which I had. Happy are your men, and happy are these your servants. When you begin to display the glory of the Lord, when the king is on display, happy are your men and your servants. If you have a company where you are the only happy guy and everyone else in the company is not happy, they are always complaining about what... No. When the king is on display, happy are your men and those who work with you and for you. Blessed be the Lord your God who delighted in you, setting you on the throne of Israel. Because the Lord has loved Israel forever, therefore he made you king to do justice and righteousness. Now verse 10. Then she gave the king 120 talents of gold, spices in great quantity, and precious stones. There never again came such abundance of spices as the queen of Sheba gave to, the, to King Solomon. Also, the ships of Hiram brought gold from Ophir, brought great quantities of amlag wood and precious stones from Ophir, and the king made steps of the almag wood for the house of the Lord, for the king's house, also harps and stringed instruments for singers. There never again came such almag wood nor has the like been seen to this day. Now, King Solomon gave the queen of Sheba all she desired, whatever she asked. I want you to take note of this because that's where we are. She, Solomon gave the queen all she desired and asked. Say desired and asked. So, this was not generosity because two types of gifts here I wrote. Desired asked, number two, royal generosity. So, the first group, which is that she desired and asked, did not fall under the royal generosity because it was initiated by the queen of Sheba. Royal generosity is initiated by the king, not by another. So if I respond to what has been asked and desired by another, then it's not generosity. If I meet a need, I've not been generous. If someone comes and asks me for money and I give them money, I've not been generous. 
I know a lot of people who say, well, uh, when things are tight, just let me know, I'll, I'll chip in. Now, when you wait to be told that things are tight and you chip in, you are not a generous person. Because generosity originates not from a need of another. It is what happens after a need is met. So the moment I meet the need, what I do after meeting your need, it's now according to royal generosity. So if you are waiting for an SOS call, please help before you chip in. You are not a generous person. At least according to the Bible. All right? So, I wrote here, it is not a response to what has been asked. The origin of the act was King Solomon. Now, this is wisdom. Okay? Say wisdom. The wise appreciate wisdom. The queen of Sheba was wise. That's why she appreciated the wisdom of Solomon. Because fools don't appreciate wisdom. We're going to see that. Wisdom, right, and giving, it's two things that are connected in Scripture. Every time there is wisdom and, you know, giving, generosity and wisdom, there's a connection. The wise are generous. Look at those wise men from the East. They came with gifts to Jesus. Wisdom and generosity, they are connected. Okay? Wisdom and generosity, they are connected. Now, Proverbs chapter 23, verse 9. Do not speak in the hearing of a fool, for he will despise the wisdom of your words. I see. So if you speak in the hearing of a fool, the fool despises wisdom. Now, you can be foolish and rich. Then we'll give you a verse after this. You can be foolish. Now, being rich is not connected to wisdom. Being rich is connected. You can connect riches or wealth, right, to giving. Or wisdom, rather, wisdom, giving. But you can be foolish and be rich. Can I repeat that? Every rich man does, you know, it's not like every rich man is wise. We have got a lot of rich people who are stupid and foolish because the two are not connected. So I wrote here, the difference between fools and wise people or foolish and wise people is not in the acquisition of wealth but in generosity. Even fools can make money. Nabal was rich, 1 Samuel 25, verse 2. Now there was a man in Maon whose business was in Camel, and the man was very rich, and he had 3,000 sheep and 3,000 goats, and he was sharing his sheep in Camel. 
Now, if you continue to read this story, the word Nabal, Nabal or the name Nabal simply means foolish. You will realize as you continue to read that the guy was a foolish guy. But as we are introduced to a rich, foolish man. Can I give you another scripture to help you understand this? Luke chapter 12, verse 20 to 21. It's a series on its own for another day. But God said to him, Jesus is giving a parable of that rich guy who built bands. He says, oh, now I've got bands. Now I'm rich. Now my soul rests. Be at rest. Okay? And enjoy what I have gathered, your investments. But God said to him, fool, this night your soul will be required, required of you. Then whose will all those things be which you have provided? So he who lays up treasure for himself, and so is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. Which means if you lay up treasures for yourself, you are foolish. But you are already rich, but you are a fool, rich person. You are not wise. Because what queen, the queen of Sheba did in her wisdom, wisdom recognized the wise. So she recognized that Solomon was wise. And wisdom told her that, or wisdom demanded that she goes to the wise with gifts. It's wisdom. Because wisdom and generosity, they are connected to each other. So she had to go there, but go there with gifts. Now, when Solomon received the gifts, because the wisdom is not reflected and generosity is not reflected in how much you receive, but how much you give. So when Solomon received the spices, the gold, he did not say, well, but I've got plenty and I have received, so there is no need for me to give. The person who has just given me. Wisdom demanded that Solomon be generous. So Solomon gave what was desired by the queen of Sheba. After giving what was desired, according now, this is the great wisdom that Solomon had, according to the royal generosity, this is what you have desired. Now, according to royal generosity, I am going to give you extra. It's called wisdom. So wise people, they give generously. Don't claim you are wise if you, you are not generous. You are stupid. You are foolish. That's what the Bible says. Why? Because you are laying up treasures for yourself. Here on earth where there is Yes. I read something sometime. It says, if you, there's nothing wrong being a billionaire, but if there's everything wrong when you die one. There's nothing wrong being a billionaire, but if you die a billionaire, then there's something wrong about you. Before you die, you have to make sure that you are not the billionaire that you were when you were alive. Because wisdom demands that you pass on and that you use the billions. Actually, the best way 
is to make sure that your billions are in the people that you have been generous to. Your wealth should not always be reflected in your account. Your wealth should be reflected in the people that you have been a blessing to. Jesus' wealth was not only in him being the only righteous, the only righteous guy in town. You know, the only righteous guy in the city. He's the only guy who is enjoying divine health. He's the only guy. But what does the Bible say? He emptied himself and gave others. Now his riches are evident in the many that he has made rich, in the many that he has made righteous, in the many that he has made rise from the ashes. Now when we are all seen, we are displaying the riches of one, Jesus. Are you hearing me? As we acquire, as God blesses and increases us, make sure that your, your riches are seen in the people that you have been a blessing to. Not in the bands that you have created while you say, sit my soul, now rest and enjoy what you have gathered for yourself. Preaching good. So, the Queen of Sheba, she was wise. We see it in her generosity. King Solomon was wise. We see it what? In, a gen in his generosity. You are wise. We see it in your generosity, not in your giving, in your generosity. Yeah, then I helped him. I, I was tight, was tight. I had to chip in. <laughs> oh yeah, they called me. I, if, anytime you need something, just call me. No, no, you are not generous. You are just giving. Generosity is a fruit of the spirit. Open-handedness, free-handedness. It is the state of the heart. It's not evident in what is given, but it is evident and checked and verified by the heart that gives. It's not in how much it is, gi is given. It is seen in the widow who gave one might from her poverty. It's called generosity. Remember, I said wealth. I mean, I said wisdom and generosity they go hand in hand wisdom and wisdom and wisdom and yes wisdom and generosity they go hand in hand so if you see a rich guy who is not generous you've just seen a foolish man full stop done how does god define foolishness a man who lays up treasures for himself here on earth where there is rust, where the, there is recession, where the, all these things can easily be destroyed. What happens the following day? The following day you wake up and you don't have anything. 
Then another guy heard that he was about to lose his job. He was about to be fired. It's a parable. It's there in the Bible. And he went and says, how much does the king owe you? He says, oh, 100. Now pay five. You, how much? Ah, 50. Two. You. And Jesus says, this guy was clever. He was sharp, shrewd. He knew that he's now going to be thrown into the community. And he needed to prepare for his safe landing by making sure that the people in the community see him as good and generous. It's called wisdom, preparing for what is to come. So do not put your heart or your treasure here on earth, but put your treasure prepared for where? It's called wisdom. It's what you plant in others, not what you build for yourself. Remember we said, while we acquire, the king is all rich and powerful because we taught about you being rich, you driving the best, you putting on the best, you staying in the best. But if we end there and don't teach you about being generous, you will become this foolish man who is only thinking about him. If in your imagination it all ends with you staying in the best house and not you building others' best houses, then you are a fool. If only you, the way you think and daydream, it ends with you. We are not even talking about you parting with your money, just by just thinking. You must think beyond you. Then you say, according to the, to the generosity of the king. No says, yeah, what is needed here, church? Says, okay, ah, no, they need what? Um, I don't know, we, we need 10,000. It's fine, here's 10,000. No, that's not being generous. I give you 10,000 is the first because this is what is desired by the queen of Sheba. Now, according to royal, because I am royal. Come on, church. Royalty is not just you driving the best. No, royalty is seen in you giving the best according to the generosity of Dan. I have met the need. But according to royal generosity, because I am royal, this is what I am giving you, which you did not ask. If giving generously is a burden to you, you are a fool. Ah, pastor doesn't talk about giving. Now today I'm going to talk about it. I'm talking about it hard. And I'm talking Bible. If it's a struggle, he says, ah, no. Ah, well, they don't really talk about money a lot, which is amazing. Yes, we don't. Why? Because we, we believe that you are royalty. And every royal person has got a royal gener the king's generosity fund that reflects on wisdom the wisdom of that person yeah the problem is we've got churches not here no here we are all awesome but the problem is we have got churches full of foolish people who celebrate not giving and they don't know that they are celebrating their foolishness. 
Because foolishness, they're foolish. Now I have got plenty. Now I am fine. That's what Jesus says. This was a foolish man. It was not that he did not have a degree. No. It was not like he failed to acquire. Foolishness is not in acquisition. You can be foolish and acquire. Which means fools acquire. So don't say, well, I'm wise because I have acquired wealth. You are not wise because you have acquired wealth. The Bible is full of fools who have acquired wealth. Wisdom has only been seen in giving the wealth, not in acquiring wealth. I'm not talking about what you did at UCT or what you did at UZ or what you did at Oxford or Harvard. I'm talking about Bible. What I did myself. According to this book, not, not, not what you, you qualified for, according to this book, wisdom is reflected in generosity. It's not reflected in acquisition because fools acquire wealth. Right. This is a foundation. Still going. Right. <clears throat> I hope I'm getting likes and loves on Facebook. I should. If you are not liking, you are not loving, you have got a problem. You are just listening like you are not hearing me. We're speaking gospel today. Because why we say, all right, give your thanksgiving according to how you have decided? It's because we are, we are hoping that you have got a generosity bag. King's generosity. You are not asked. Says we are free. I come to our church. We are free. Free to be fools. How can we celebrate foolishness? We can't. I'll be a bad pastor to celebrate foolish people. If your wealth is not going to impact the next person, so why should I celebrate it? If your wealth is not going to be a blessing to the advancement of the kingdom, how should I celebrate that? I can't. How does your wealth testify the goodness of the Lord? It's not. It's just for you. And you and you. Till death do us part. 2 Samuel chapter 9 verse 7. <clears throat> it's a big Sunday today. It's cold. We have to... I'm with you. Till the end of the world. Another example of the generosity of the king. The Mephibosheth story. You know the story? So David said to him, Do not fear. For I will surely show you kindness, generosity. For Jonathan, your father's sake, and I will restore to you all the land of Saul, your grandfather, and you shall eat bread at my table continually. The king being generous to Mephibosheth, the crippled guy, the lame guy, I will be generous to you. I will be kind to you. 
I will give you more than what you need. Not only will I restore, because if I restore what your grandfather had, I have not been generous. But I will make you sit on the king's table. That is generosity. Why? Because you are not supposed to be on the king's table. Because your grandfather is not in the office. It's now a new tribe, a new man, a new sheriff in town. But I will be generous. You will be as one of the sons of the king. That's generosity. My servants will work for you. That's generosity. I'll give you more. Mephibosheth had not asked, but David looked for him, found him in Lodiba. He says, come to the palace, the generosity of the king. Are you generous? Or you just give? Do you only give to meet need? Or you go beyond according to the generosity of the king? So, back to Esther, so that we know where we are, right? So the party is going on, says, let's give these people wine. Don't restrict them. This is a royal wine. According, right? Being different from, from the other, with royal wine in abundance according to the generosity of the king. So there is abundance and there is generosity and there is saved. Okay? All these things, they have, be, they have to be in the same verse. The ability to serve, that's the ability to give. Right? Not give wine. Give royal wine. Because if you are a king, and when you want to give others, you go and get cheap wine. You are not generous. He gave royal wine because you, are, you came to my feast. So the wine is what I drink, royal wine. I will not go and, and just buy cheap stuff because, well, let's just do it for them as, as long as I have given them. No. Like, oh, no, let's just give them copper. They will not complain. Gold is mine, copper is theirs. Well, the person will appreciate. But it cannot be marked as generosity on your side. Some of us are celebrated because people don't know. In abundance, according to the generosity of the king, royal wine. Generosity of the king. Royal wine. Generosity of the king. Royal utensils. Royal workers. Save them. Because when they are in my presence, they are just as royal. They are in my palace. I'll treat them as such. All right? Praise God. <clears throat> now, John 3, 16. The royalty. 
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. According to the generosity of the, of the king. For God so loved the world. The king being generous. That he gave his only begotten son. Only. Loved. Gave. Only begotten son. All I have because I'm royalty. All I have is royalty. My son is royalty. I cannot give you an angel. I cannot give you something else that is not me. Otherwise it's not generosity. So I've loved you. I'm going to show my love by giving you what is royal. Now when Jesus came, what did he do? He was generous. Earthly ministry. He was generous with forgiveness. He forgave according to the generosity of the king. Woman caught in the very act of adultery. They all carried stones ready to stone and said, if there is anybody here who has not sinned, let him be the first one to cast the stone. And the Bible says they all left from the eldest to the youngest. Where are they who accused you? They're all gone. I do not condemn you. Forgiven. Go and sin no more. You are forgiven according to the generosity. Not because you asked for it. Remember, generosity is when you give. When somebody has not asked for it. The woman did not ask for forgiveness. No. She did not say, I am sorry, please forgive me. No. She did not have that revelation. But yet Jesus, according to the generosity of the king, go and sin no more. The story of the prodigal son. What did the father do? After squandering everything, ready to become a servant, according to the generosity of the king, you cannot become a servant because sons don't turn into servants. I forgive you according to the generosity of the king. That guy with the debt, the king says, well, I forgive you of your debt according to the generosity of the king, which means he was very generous with forgiveness. So the disciples came and said, how many times should I forgive my brother who has sinned against me? He says, you're talking about that? If I am to tell you how many times you should forgive in a day, I will do it according to the generosity of the king. He forgave the sinners, the tax collectors, they were in his team, according to the generosity of the king. Fed the hungry, the 5,000, the 4,000 hungry, according to the generosity of the king royal generosity come on we have a God who is generous he feeds the hungry and there were, there were leftovers ah praise God wine at Cana according to the generosity of the king and look now this is what he's doing during his ministry the days of his flesh now look at the cross now. <clears throat> All these kings that we saw, 
chapter 2 of the book of Esther, verse 18, the Bible says, And the king gave gifts according to the generosity of the king. He gave, they had the feast, they enjoyed, they drank. And then after that, the king says, well, I'm giving gifts according to royal generosity. Solomon gave gold according to the generosity of the king. Chapter 1, verse 7, wine was given in abundance according to the generosity of the king. Mephibosheth received the land, received food from the table, status according to the generosity of the king. Are you seeing what all these guys are doing? Because they are earthly, they are giving earthly things. But look at what happens at the cross. Jesus, in the days of his flesh, he is giving everything that is external. But look what he does at the cross. His generosity now demands that he gives not things, but self, his very life. That's why Romans chapter number five then says, when we were yet sinners, without strength at our weakest dead and buried deep in our in our sins but what did he do he died for the ungodly according to the generosity of the king he loved us when we were dirty according to his generosity and he says you know what i'm gonna show my love because this is who i am not because you have asked for it because if you ask for it, it ceases to be generosity on my side. I'll do it anyway. So the origin was God. In the fullness of time, God sent his own son, born of a woman and born under the law, to redeem them that were under the law. In the fullness of time. Mark chapter 10, verse 45. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life. Okay. Others have been giving things. Now he came not to give things, but to give his life. A ransom for many. That's the God that we serve. A generous God. What else do you need? If you find someone who is generous with his own life. John 10 verse 18. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it again. This command I have received from my father. No force. No push. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. Why? I'm generous. I'm a generous God. Ooh. So I wrote here the cross is a good example of his generosity. He gave his only son, his very son, 
his very self. He was generous with righteousness. Chief sinners like Paul, what did he do? Generous. If you murderers, chief sinners, says, I'll be generous with you, you are a sinner, I'll give you righteousness. Why? Because we've got plenty of it according to the generosity of the king. If God had waited for us to come and approach him, we will still be in our sins now. Because we never had the capacity to even approach and ask. But he himself had to be generous and decide. I want you to see this. The origin of generosity is the one who is showing it. Not the recipient of it. Now when you get this, you are 50% sorted for life. So I wrote, the generosity of the king is not set, it is not forced, it's out of his heart. Can we go a little bit further as we come to the end of this? <clears throat> Can we? If you doubt your host supplies, you will limit your consumption. If you doubt the supplies of your host, you limit your consumption. You know what I'm talking about, right? If you visit someone and you, you feel like, well, they're a little bit struggling, you don't keep on demanding for more. You just eat, even if you are not full, you say you are full. Oh, no, I'm okay. But where, if you don't doubt the supplies of the host, you don't limit your consumption. Why? Because you know this is powerful. Come on, this is powerful. Give me, give me chapter 1 verse 8. Esther chapter 1 verse 8. Look at this. <clears throat> chapter 1 verse 8. I want you to hold that thought in mind. In accordance with the law, the drinking was not compulsory. For so the king had ordered all the officers of his household that they should do according to each man's pleasure. According to each man's pleasure. Now when you get to be invited at the palace, and the drinking is not compulsory, and the instruction is to do according to each man's pleasure. What it means is that don't get into the palace with the mentality of the ghetto. Because if you get into the palace with the mentality of the ghetto and your family and where you are coming from, you will limit yourself in your consumption. Because you think that the host is the same as the other hosts who have hosted parties where at some point the, the wine ran out like John chapter number 2 at the wedding of Cana. So when you get to the palace, make sure that your mentality is that of 
He is a king. He owns everything. And he has given everything according to royal generosity. Now why should I limit myself in my asking? Because the God that I serve owns the cattle upon a thousand hills. The earth belongs to him. The heavens are his. He owns the whole world. Every beast belongs to him. According to the generosity of the king. What then should I ask from him? Because he says, ask of me. And I will give you, not your location, but ask of me. And I'll give you the nations for your inheritance. So if I... Come on. Come on, come on. If you are to ask the king something, what would you ask? How can you go to the king's party and you ask for a castle that costs maybe 20 rand when there is special wine that goes for 50,000? Well, I'm not saying go and drink, but it's just an example that is befitting. How can you get to the king's party and you're asking the waiters for Oros? And Mazoe. When there is fresh squeezed juice that the king is ready to give according to his generosity. I, are you following here? Are you following me here? Because I'm taking you to the cross. Because at the cross he made everything available for us. But yet you find a person who still sees himself as a sinner when righteousness has been made available according to the generosity of the king. Where sin abounded, grace abounded much more according to the generosity of the king. Now are you going to take advantage of the grace? Are you going to take advantage of the righteousness? Are you going to take advantage of the healing that has been made available? Because healing is there. Or you're going to say, well, I got sick. Oh, it was my mistake. It was my fault. And you fail to take advantage of the generosity of the king. Because healing is on the table. Eat until you are full. Don't leave the table. And only when you go and say, oh, I miss an opportunity. While you are there. Now, the good thing is the feast of the king that you serve and I serve unlike that one of Ahasuerus which lasted for 180 days ours the feast is from eternity past to eternity future we are born into this feast when you got born again you stepped into a feast with the king Ooh. you stepped into the feast with the king healing is there according to the generosity of the king is it the devil this week attacked my health big time, two days. And I was that was the time that I was meditating on this. And I said, according to the generosity of the king, I cannot get sick. Because it's not there. It's nowhere at the table. I, I don't see it. It's not part of his generosity. I, I, I don't see like What I actually see is a royal wine. Come on, it's the, it's not only health, it's the God kind of health. It's not only righteousness, but it is his righteousness 
that's what I see saved on the table. So if I make a demand, I can make a demand in the morning, I can make a demand in the afternoon, I can make a demand in the evening. When I wake up in the middle of the night, I make a demand. At any given time, I'll say, waiter, I need more wine, I need more... I, I, come on. If you drink of this water, you will never be thirsty again. Those who drink from the table of the king will never be thirsty again. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not time for you to ask for a 323. Who is driving the Jaguar? According to the generosity of the king. It's not time for you to pray and say, God, give me a house in Tempisa. Who is staying in Santon? Now, if you fail to understand the physical, now I'm, I'm talking about spiritual things here. If you fail to understand the physical, how will you understand the spiritual? If you, physical things, just to know where to stay. When you eventually have money. Physical. How will you make a demand of righteousness that is spiritual? I'm not talking about where you are staying now. If you have money, where will you stay? If you have money, do you know the shops that you buy from? You don't know. Because all you know is paper store. If you have money, where are you going to buy from? You don't know. If you are to drive a car, which one are you going to drive? You don't know. So now, when finally the money is there, how are you going to make a demand of the royalty of the king? It's generosity if you don't know. That's why I've got believers who doubt their righteousness. Because they don't understand to make, how to make demands according to the generosity of the king. Yes. I'm not going to be fine when everybody is fine. I'm not going to experience perfect health when coronavirus... Ah, the table has been set. I know who I am. I know where I get my healing. According. Last few verses. First John chapter 3 verse 1. See what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called the children of God. I wanted the word lavished in the NIV. Lavished. See what great love the Father has lavished. That's generosity. Lavished. Lavished. Spoiled. You lavished. And then the devil comes and he begins to condemn you. Tell him. Huh? See, th those are ghetto stuff. We are not at the ghetto, my friend. How can you offer me castle? Actually, how did that castle even get in here? You're offering me tap water. Do you want tap water? Tap water. We are in the palace. Don't you know where, you, where we are? I will not settle for less. Because I feed from the table of the king. And I enjoy the generosity of the king. Woo. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4 to 6. But God who is rich in mercy generosity of the king rich in mercy if you don't know the supplies of the king remember what i said if you don't know 
and if you doubt the supplies of your host, you will limit your consumption. We've got God's children who are limiting their consumption. They say, ah, God, I'm back again. I'm very sorry. I may look like I'm, I'm demanding too much. Uh, okay, fine. If a five-bedroom house does not work, maybe just two. Ah, okay, fine. If it's too difficult to give me a huge piece of land, just a, little, a small one, just a little one, just to go by. I just need car to, to move around from point A to point B. Point A to point B. Who is taking the free-range chicken? But God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us even when we were dead in sins hath quickened us together with Christ by grace are ye saved and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Verse 7. That in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches. Do you know how to tap into this and enjoy this? Do you know how to make a demand of this? Of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. Romans chapter 8. Oh, let, let's, start, let's start with Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with how many? All spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ according to the generosity of the King. Romans chapter 8 verse 32. He praise God. Come on church. He who did not spare his own son but delivered him up for us how shall he not with him also generously unselfishly with open hands lavishly give us all things according to royal generosity. Come on, my health, it was generously given. My sins, generously forgiven. Righteousness, generously imputed. Perfection, generously given. Come on, church, joy, peace, generously bestowed on me. And when I step up every day out of my house, I declare of my, over myself, I live out of the generosity of king. I live out of royal generosity. Can you come? I live, I, that, that's, that's where I live from. Come on, church. He says, how about your supplies? Generous. Royal generosity. Come on to everybody who is watching me right now. I want you to know that your supplies will never run dry. As long as he is enthroned, your supplies will never run dry. Because he will meet and supply all your needs. Not some of your needs, but all your needs according to his riches in glory. In Christ Jesus. 
wisdom generously given revelation generously given I'll never be stuck I'll never run out of ideas I'll never run out of revelation because I feed from the generosity of the king now I want you to envision what is there in the royal generosity treasuries of heaven and ask yourself what is it that he did not give me when he gave me Jesus what is it that he did not supply when he gave me Jesus your health must confirm royal generosity These days I said to myself, no, no way. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. People, don't live like you were not adopted. We are in a new family. We can keep on with you know going on with the mindset of the old. This is a new house, a new daddy. If the other one would give you stones when you ask for bread, not this one that we have. If the other one would give you a serpent when you ask for a fish, not the one that we have. Your body will respond to the generosity of the king. I just say these words after me. I'm born of God. I'm born of God. I belong to the royal family. I feed from royal generosity. My health, my wealth, my wisdom, my peace, my joy, it was freely given, freely paid for. And I walk in victory. I walk in understanding. I walk in wisdom. And for that reason, I will be generous in my giving, in my speaking, in my walk. Come on, celebrate God. Hallelujah. Bless your name, Jesus. Bless your name, Jesus. Bless your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 The days of struggling, they are past us. The days of lack, they are behind us. No more. No more. We have a revelation. We are in the palace. Like Mephibosheth. Our weaknesses are covered. Our leg covered. Sitting on the table together with the king. Our status has changed. What used to worry us worries us no more. Because we feed from the royal, from generous generosity of the king. Hallelujah! Hallelujah!